Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Random Podcast, episode three. Uh, it's your boy Skylar Gonzalez, and this episode is pretty much me going on my own little rants. Um, I know I do that already for some of these other episodes, but yeah, just some other things came up. You know, gotta I gotta speak my mind, gotta speak my mind a little bit. Um, before I get into all that though, I just want to announce, you know, I finally, finally figured out how to actually record with people. So uh, that's gonna happen this week. Um, I already lined up something, so I'll be probably putting out another few episodes with uh, with guests and all that kind of stuff, so y'all could, you know, just a heads up for that stuff. Um, and then for those of you that are watching the video of this, because I'm recording this one, I recorded the last one, but, um, you know, the video was real weird, like the angle and the audio was real weird, so uh, if you're looking at the video, like, off of YouTube, um, yeah, I'm wearing a do-rag, I know some people were like, oh, that's unprofessional, that kind of stuff, because I said it was from my portfolio, but, um... Look, man, it would have been unprofessional for me to show you guys my hair right now. My hair is nuts. Uh, it's criminal. It's criminal, really. Yeah, I've, it's like I said before, man, it's exam season, or it was exam season. I'm done school now. But um, it was exam season, so, you know, I really have much time to go get a haircut. Um, I will be getting one next week, though, so, or this week. So uh, next episode, or next video y'all watch, you know, the do-rag will be off, and you'll see, you know, nice, pretty, pretty hairline, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, this episode is just about rants. Not that serious stuff, just stuff that's happened recently that, you know, irritate me. Not irritate me, but, you know, things I need to talk about. One of them, Manchester United. Uh, that's probably going to take up the majority of the podcast, not going to lie. Um, but the first little bit is actually about work. It's about work. So um, for those of you that know me personally, I work retail. Um, I'm not going to say what store I work, but I'm, I work at. But I work in a retail store, in a department store. And, you know, retail, it's it's a fun job, obviously. You know, it's customer-based. So, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's fun because you can be social. And you talk to people, uh, all that kind of stuff to pass the time. But it really depends on the type of people that come into the store. You know, so I've been working retail since, like, I was, like, I'm 20 now. So, I was working retail since I was, like, 17, I think. 17, 16? I think 17. And, um, you know, obviously, it was my first job. So, when I started off, it was, like, mad fun. You know what I mean? I was always smiling and, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, like, I'm still doing that now. I'm still having fun. But now I just get a lot more irritated. <laughs> I get a lot more irritated now than I do before. Uh, mainly is because there's different types of shoppers I've noticed. You know, there's some shoppers where, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't, I'm just saying this for people that, people that do shop, for example. If you're talking to a sales associate, right, like a regular sales associate, like not no manager or anything like that, just a regular employee at the store. And you get an answer that you don't like from that associate, like don't don't take that unless they're being actually rude to you. Then that's different. But if they're just telling you whatever they were told, because a lot of times associates they go off the book. You know what I'm saying? Like they go off of what their manager told them to say in terms of what the the, the policy is and all that kind of stuff. So if you don't like that answer, don't don't take that out on them. Like that's that has nothing to do. I mean, this hasn't happened to me. This has just happened to one of my friends before. Um. But yeah, don't take it out on them. Cause that's just, you know what I'm saying? It's not their life. You know what I mean? If you want, if you're talking to a manager, sure, go ahead. Cause that's that's their job. That's their life. You know what I mean? They they have a say in what the policy is and all that kind of stuff in the store. But regular associates, half of us are kids, yo, like teenagers. It's just like, bro, this ain't this is just my nine to five. You know what I mean? I, I got a life outside of this. This isn't this isn't my my um my doing for the for the whole for the policy, all that kind of stuff. So don't take it out on them, right? Um that's one thing. Also, don't ask them a billion questions because like there's some people that you ask, you ask them a question and they answer it for you 
And then there's like five billion follow-up questions. Just like, yo, half of the stuff is online. It's like it's COVID season right now. Yo, you shouldn't even be in stores. Every like I don't know why people even come into the store at this point. Like you just shop online. Everything is online. It's getting to the point now, like for our store at least, the online thing. I'm pretty sure there's more sales and promotions online than there are in store. So I don't why are you coming in the store? You know, I, I work at the mall and it's um there's lineups obviously to get into the mall because they have to keep a max capacity thing. And it's the same for our store as well. And some of the lineups these people wait in is just like like you're waiting in line for a good 45 minutes. You know, and it's one of those ones where it's like I me personally, I wouldn't I would never wait in line that long for anything. I don't I don't care what it is, especially not a friggin' retail store. Um and so like obviously for my store cuz my store is one of those um it's a bigger department store, so we have like a we have like two entrances. We have an entrance from the mall in and then uh from the parking lot in, right? So it, the entrances change depending on what, like, like whether it's a weekday or weekend, whatever. And um, obviously, like I said, we have a max capacity kind of stuff because, you know, you have to only allow a certain amount of people in for, like, the social distancing stuff, everything like that. Um, so usually, like, that number changes, that kind of stuff. So sometimes I'm at the door and I'm supposed to, like, you know, keep track of the amount of people that are in and out, all that kind of stuff, just to keep the limit. And I don't know why, but, like, for when I'm at the door... Like there's probably like a good three, four, five of us that rotate doing the door, depending on who's working when. And for me, when I'm at the door, I don't know why, but there's some people that come to the store and I can see them walking like from like in the mall or in the parking lot, whatever. They're walking to the entrance and I can see them. They look at the line, right? And then they look at me and then it's just like they think in their head like, yeah, I could take this kid. And they start, they try to walk into the line. And just, I mean, into the into the store. And I'm like, yo, fam, what, what what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Go to the back of the line. And they just kind of look at me, and I'm like, yo, I get it. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not the biggest dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not I'm not hench like that. But I'm you know I'm big body still. I'm still big body. Um, but it's just like I don't I don't. It never happens with no one else. Like, cause well, actually, the other guys that are doing it are like full grown ass men. Like, oof, you know what I mean? Like at least six two big body if you know those ones um but yeah no for me for some reason people just try to i don't know man they try me they try me there's this other kid this scrawnier kid and some people literally just barge into the store because he's too small but um that's beside the point <laughs> but my thing is if you're gonna cut if you're gonna actually come out of your house to shop in the mall when you could just be shopping online stop giving retail people a hard time you know what i'm saying there's a lineup just wait in the line because you really want to be there so bad just wait in the line okay you ain't special all right, stop giving us a hard time by asking us a billion questions and getting mad at us for shit that we didn't even do, right? Don't do that. And the other thing, if anyone listens to this and they and they actually work retail, you'll understand it. When we say to customers, or we don't say it to customers, but when we say shop with your eyes and not with your hands, it means stop touching everything. Stop touching shit that you don't want. You know what I'm saying? Because everything you see, I don't know what people think, but everything that you see in a store that's folded, no matter how big the store is, we folded it, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we just flipped the switch and then it's folded. No, no, we actually had to, like, fold it all, prop, you know, make it look pretty, pretty, all that kind of stuff, right? And put it on the table. So, when I'm folding stuff, because this happened, like, last week. When I'm folding stuff, like, you know, you go on the table, whatever, you're folding it, whatever. There's, like, there's this one lady that that's fo- that's basically, like, following, the like, the route I'm going. And she's 
unfolding the shit that I just folded. Like, literally the same shit that I just folded, she's unfolding. And it's just like, obviously, I can't really get that mad at you because one, I'm working, and two, like, I guess it, it makes sense because you want to look at the product. Okay, okay cool. That makes sense. You want to look at it. But say something to me first. Like, don't tell me you want to look at it before I fold it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, like, she literally wait, just wait there like this before before she wants to unfold the whole thing. And it's just like, what the hell is the point of that? Like, I'm just, you're undoing my job right now, fam. You know what I'm saying? I don't get paid enough to fold things twice. You know what I'm saying? It's not my real job. This is not my life job. Yeah. Don't do that. Stop giving me a hard time with it. Yeah. Also, other thing. Don't ask dumb questions. This doesn't happen that often. The whole dumb questions thing. But it's just certain things. Like, I remember, like, yes, like I was working yesterday. And someone came out. Some kid came up to me. He's probably like, I say kid. He's like, maybe like two years younger than me. Something like that. And he's wearing a hoodie already. Okay. Keep that in mind. He's wearing a hoodie. He comes up to me with another hoodie, like on a hanger or whatever. And he's like... Hey man, I'm a, um, this is a medium, like he's pointing out to the, to the hoodie on the hanger and he's like, this is a medium, do you think this will fit me? And I was like, what the, what size are you wearing now? And he's like, um, he's like, I'm wearing a medium right now. And I was like, okay, so then it should fit, shouldn't it? And he's like, all right, thank you. And then just, just walked off. And I was like, what the, like, was I getting punked? I thought, I thought, I checked my pockets and everything, yo. I thought I was getting like stained or something like that because, and that guy was like the distraction or something, you know what I mean? But yeah, that happened. Don't do that. All right, don't don't ask me dumb questions and stuff like that. Like a lot of the time, and I don't want to say dumb questions, but a lot of the things people ask me is like, you could just look that up online. You know what I mean? Like part of my job now is like I'm also a receptionist, so like I answer the phones, all that kind of stuff. There was one call I had like last week, and I was on the phone with this one guy for like five minutes, and the whole five minutes he was asking me questions. They, they weren't dumb questions, but he was asking me questions. But as he was asking me, he was doing them on the on the website, if that makes sense. Like, he would he would ask me if we have a certain product. Like, if we sell a certain product. But then as he's asking me, he's looking it up on the website. And it's just like, I literally didn't even say anything for five minutes. Because he asked me a question, and then he would answer his own question. He's on the phone with me. And it's just like, what, what the hell was the point of all that? You know what I mean? Now I got like two or three other calls that are backed up. They're waiting to be picked up because you want to stay on the phone for this long. All that kind of stuff. And it's just, yeah, man, it's just long. It's just long. COVID, COVID, you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass. But um, I'd rather people call, honestly, than, um, than you coming into the store and doing all that stuff. It makes no sense. I don't know what's going on with people. Um, I'm sure if any of you guys are in the GTA area, York Region's going on lockdown like tomorrow or something like that. So that's kind of why all the malls are going crazy and everything. But it's just like the mall shouldn't even be going crazy. Just shop online. You should have always been shopping online. But whatever. That's beside the point. I rest my case. Um, now on to the sports stuff. Uh, I'm a sports fan, obviously, especially soccer. So I'm more of a players fan more than anything. So if you know me personally, you know one of my favorite players is Ozil, Mezu Ozil, on Arsenal. And um, so when he went to Arsenal from Real Madrid, um, this is just an example. This isn't actually about him, but an example of what I mean by players fan. When Ozil went to Arsenal. Even though I'm not a fan of Arsenal, I had to kind of care about how Arsenal were doing and how they were, you know, operating, all that kind of stuff, because Ozo was there. You know what I'm saying? So by association, I was technically an Arsenal fan, but not of the club, just of Ozo. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you follow the Premier League or Arsenal even, you would know that Ozo has since been, I guess, I don't know what the word is, like, I guess, exiled, technically. Um, so he's no longer really with the team. 
or whatever like he's not included on any like the official squads for the season or for Europa League whatever so um after that happened like I'm not gonna lie I was uh I was pretty happy I was pretty happy because I don't have to I don't have to care about what the hell Arsenal are doing no more you know what I'm saying so with that being said the only other like if I had to associate with one team it would have to be Manchester United and that's only because that was like the first team I really ever watched when I was growing up as a kid and my favorite player was Cristiano Ronaldo when I was younger and it still is now but he was the first player I knew and he played on United so I watched a lot of Manchester United games so if I had to associate with the team it'd be Manchester United now you follow again if you follow the Premier League you know Manchester United has so much going wrong with them right now there's so many problems it's not even funny now I was saying how I was an Arsenal fan. I was happy because I'm not an Arsenal fan no more. Or because I'm not an Arsenal supporter no more. Because let's be real. Arsenal is sorry. Our Arsenal is like 15th, I think, in the table. If they drop down to 18th, that's in relegation. All that kind of stuff. So they're in shambles right now. So they're sorry. Now, like I said, I'm a Manchester United fan. Manchester United are damn near the second sorriest team in the league. In terms of what the expectations are versus what they're actually doing now. Um, Manchester United are one of the biggest clubs in Europe and one of the biggest clubs in world football in general, like just in history. All right, the, the legacy that was built mainly by Sir Alex Ferguson, but a lot of other people came into play, you know, people before him, people he played under, all that kind of stuff. But Ferguson, I think, is like the cornerstone. Like he's the, he when you think Manchester United, you think Sir Alex Ferguson. That's that's the guy. And I mean, he established a very well, a well-known culture, a winning culture over there, all that kind of stuff. And um, obviously, since he left in, I believe, 2012, 2013, something like that, around that time, um, they have not been anything like what they usually are. You know, there was kind of a little bit um, of a winning culture again when Mourinho came back, but a different version because, you know, Mourinho was just different. Um, but a little bit of a winning culture, not... Not, not at all the same level of Sir Alex Ferguson, but a little bit. But since then, my goodness, since then it's been horrible. And I know I've seen a lot of people, they've blamed uh, Ed Woodward, who is, I believe, the chairman, vice chairman, or executive director of Manchester United. Um, I've, seen, I've heard people blame Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the coach. And I've also seen people blame players, right? Um, I'm not saying who you should actually blame. I'm saying who I, bl- I blame Ed Woodward and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. A little bit of both. Mainly Solskjaer, I think. Maybe, I don't know. We'll get into all that. But I just want to say this. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to go. There's no more heart right now in Manchester United. There's no more ambition from the players. The, it looks to me as if the only guys that want to be there day in, day out is Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford. Maybe a little bit of Mason Greenwood. But for the majority of the team, it doesn't look like any of them really enjoy playing for Manchester United the way you should be when you're playing for Manchester, a club like Manchester United. Um, put this into comparison right now. Manchester United are in eighth place in the Premier League. In 11 games, they've grabbed 20 points, right? Put that in comparison to Lucien Favre. I might have butchered that name, but you all know who I'm talking about. Lucien Favre, who... I, I guess was the coach of Borussia Dortmund. He got fired today. He got sacked today. It's Sunday. Um, he got sacked today. And Borussia Dortmund is in fifth place. Okay. And they've taken 19 points from 11 games. It's very similar track records. 
But yet, Lucien Favre, they they got his ass up out of there. You know what I mean? They, they and let's let's be real. Brescia Dortmund, yeah, they're a great club. But there's levels. There's they're nowhere near as big a club as Manchester United is historically in that kind of reputation, right? Lucien Favre is sacked with almost having the same record as um, as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Let's take it even up a notch one more time. Real Madrid are even thinking of sacking Zidane. All right, and Zidane is a legend, not, in, not only of Real Madrid, but he's a legend of all of world football, right? Real Madrid are in third place right now, and they've taken 23 points from 12 games. Again, similar, a little bit better, but still, you know, similar, similar um, range. And Real Madrid now, they're one of the biggest clubs in history as well. And they're acting like it, you know what I mean? They're, they're, Real Madrid's in third place right now, and they're flipping shit right now because it's just like, they're going crazy in there thinking, how are we in third place when we're Real Madrid? Manchester United, though, for some reason, they're acting as if, as if this is regular, as, as if this is normal to be eighth place, to be a, a mid-table team. Quite frankly, when I looked up where they were in the table before I recorded this, I was a little bit surprised. I actually thought they were in like in 10th place or something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But they are in eight. So, I mean, a little bit better. But as I was saying, all they're going to Solskjaer has to go. I don't, I, I was a fan of him when I, when he first came, you know, I thought he was going to be a good player. You know, he played for Manchester United. He wasn't a star or anything. He wasn't anywhere like how Zidane is to Real Madrid. But he was, you know, he was, a, he was a super sub kind of player. He's a good role player. He did what he had to do. You know, he was a decent player for Manchester United. Um, however, as you can see, ain't nothing going on in Manchester United right now. Um, the players look drained. They don't look, they don't, like I said, they, they have no heart. It doesn't look like they want to even be there right now. Um, there's some personnel issues over there in terms of, in terms of what they have on the team versus how Solskjaer wants to play. I thought when Solskjaer came, I thought we were going to be good. Because um, if you look at the team on paper, there's some world-class names or some really good players on the team. Like I said, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba's there. Um, although I'm not as high on him, Harry Maguire was like, the, I think, the most expensive center back right now. David De Gea. Some real, you know, some big names for Manchester United. But when you look at the games, when you watch the games and see how the team performs in the games, it doesn't, it doesn't translate. You know what I mean? It doesn't translate to to what you would think would be coming up from them. You know, I've seen, and this is this is how you know. This is how you know when any manager is struggling with with how to get their team to play right. When they switch formations every freaking other game. I've seen Manchester United go from three in the back to four in the back, all the way up to five in the back, probably all in the same game at one point. You know, and it's it's one of those ones where he's got players, and this is why I say personnel. He's got players that are quite frankly world-class players and guys that should be um should be starting on any other team really but for him for whatever reason they're not um those of you that know me personally know i'm a big fan of paul pogba paul pogba is a big one that does not play game in or game like he doesn't play every single game maybe plays once every three maybe twice every three games um and it's one of those ones where when you look at pogba he's he's you know he's a his stature, his, he's 6'3". He's a big guy. And um, his problem is he doesn't play defense. And I, I understand why, why that would nick him a little bit because I'm a fan of players that play both ways. You know what I mean? Um, every coach values different things in different positions. And that's why at the defensive midfield position, 
or a center midfield's position, he values Scott McTominay and Fred as as higher up than than Paul Pogba, which sounds like crack, but whatever. Um, another reason why Pogba can't get in the game is because Bruno Fernandes, who's the attacking mid, is playing out of his mind. He's basically, I'd say he's probably Manchester United's best and most consistent player right now. Um, just in terms of care, like literally just carrying the team on his back game in game out. Because like I said, he's one of the only guys that seem like they want to actually be there and works both ways. Um, there's other, someone else that they just signed, Donny Van Der Beek. I don't, what the hell did we sign him for if we're not going to play him? What was the plan here? There's no way you were bringing Donny Van Der Beek. Well, I mean, I guess that's our, that is what you're trying to do, but there's no way you brought in Donny Van Der Beek from Ajax after a breakout season at Ajax to, to just ride the bench here under, under Bruno Fernandes and not give him any playing time unless Bruno Fernandes is tired or, or you guys are playing weaker competition. That's not, he's, he's too good to be doing that. Um, yeah. The personnel, like I was saying, it doesn't fit the system, I think, or the or like that Solskjaer wants to play. I don't even know if Solskjaer wants knows what he wants to do. I've seen times, I've seen in a game Manchester United have played a 4-1-2-1-2, right? And that formation, it would work because now you can add in, you know, a Pogba or a Donny van de Beek into the midfield because you have an extra midfielder now. The problem is with that formation is that it's very narrow. So when you when you play a narrow formation like that you rely a lot on your wingbacks to provide you with the width of your attack so if you look on the left hand side left hand side i think they're fine alex tellez who they picked up from porto this year he's a very good two-way defender you know what i mean he, he he can get it done defensively and he's creative enough that he can cause problems on the offensive end and make the other team respect him you know what i mean you look at the right-hand side, and it's Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, in my opinion, is one of the best one-on-one defenders in the world right now. So defensively, he's sound. He's he's class. He's, he's solid. But going forward, I don't think... Well, I don't think he's bad going forward. He's not creative enough or good enough, I think, to be playing in a 4-1-2-1-2 because I don't think he has the creativity to go forward and force the other team to respect him at, at when he has the ball. You know what I mean? Alex Tellez, he's he could damn near pass as like a left midfielder. Aaron Wambasaka, I think, is just solely a right back, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it becomes a problem when you're trying to play in that formation. Now, I said a little bit earlier how some people blame Ed Woodward, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, or even players. Um, I understand when people want to blame players for a loss. You know, because sometimes a player might have a mental lapse or make a very bad mistake and cost the game, <clears throat> Harry Maguire. But um, I don't think you should be blaming players when when the whole team is playing bad for like for more than just one season. This isn't just the first season where they've been a little bit rocky. Last season they were a little bit shaky as well, and that's that to me at that point that's where you gotta blame the coaching staff or even the chief executives at this point because they're the ones that are in charge of whether or not this head coach is staying. You know, so like I said, if it's one game, two games, you know what I mean? I understand players play bad every now and then. They might cost us games. Players are the representation of what goes on in the training ground, all that kind of stuff. But when it gets to five games, 10 games, 20 games even, of this same player or this team playing bad, it's out of the player's hand at this point. Okay, yeah, they're playing bad, true. 
but it gets to the point where, okay, the coach needs to fix that now. The coach needs to adjust the system, adjust the formation, adjust something to, to cope with it. It gets to the point where you're Manchester United. You, It's not like they're just straight only 11 players. They have some depth on the bench. And it's... It's it the depth is good enough so that if you take out one of your starters, you can plug someone else in and not lose too too much. Theoretically, that should be what what would happen when you when you're Manchester United and you have guys like Paul Pogba and Van de Beek and Mason Greenwood on the bench. Um, and it's just it's one of those things where that's that's the stuff where I think I don't know what Solskjaer is really doing. I don't know if I don't know what his plan is for. I don't know how he sees everyone playing anything like that but it's just like I'm, go- I'm gonna bring, b- bring back up that 4-1-2-1-2 thing that's playing him with a diamond in the midfield a very narrow formation in that game even though yeah he played with a diamond I believe the diamond was Scott McTominay I think was the one single hold and then I think ahead of him was Fred and Pogba and then on top of them was Bruno Fernandes where on paper again not bad that, that's not a bad midfield but when you watch the game they were running around like chickens with their head cut off. You know what I mean? They didn't know what the hell was going on. They would get the ball, like the center backs. Okay, I don't even want to talk about the center backs, but the center backs would get the ball into Pogba or Bruno Fernandes, who are more the two of the more creative midfielders on the team. And when they would get on the ball, it would just be stagnant. Like no one would be moving. No one knew what they were really supposed to be doing off the ball, um, which is huge in any formation. The movement off the ball is big to create space, all that kind of stuff. But with Manchester United, it didn't look like they knew what was going on when they didn't have the ball. You know, I think up top, it was Rashford and Martial that were playing. And Rashford would keep dropping deep to receive the ball, which is good. That's fine. But at the same time, Marcus Rashford isn't the guy to do that, in my opinion. He's way too talented and skillful going forward that I don't think he's the one that needs to be dropping back in between the lines to pick up the ball as like a false nine, right? Um, again, talked about different players on the team. Anthony Martial is another one where he can't, I think he's only, he's only 25 now, which is insane because I feel like he's been around at Manchester United forever. (laughs) Um, I think he came to Manchester United in the 2016, 2015 season, maybe, um, when he was younger in his early twenties. And at the time when he came, he was supposed to be, you know, one of, or he was supposed to be the next big thing for Manchester United. And, um, you know, since then, obviously he, he hasn't hit his potential at all. He's not bad by, by any means. He's, I'd say he's better than average still. He's better than, than a lot of other guys, but not at all what Manchester United needed at the time or need now even. Um, I'm not willing to give up on him just yet. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking. I think in a couple years will be his deciding factor, but so far he hasn't he hasn't been that guy, especially in that game either for the 4 one 2 one 2 you're leaving him as almost like a single striker and it didn't it just didn't work out nothing translated why mainly because like i said no one was moving off the ball so that's that was whole that was the whole thing about about the whole personnel and players doing different things it's like each player in their own right yeah are very good with different attributes um contributing to their game but it didn't it doesn't mesh together you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't create a good system or anything like that because they don't work well together so i think i mean i don't know you guys are manchester it's manchester united it's one of the biggest clubs in europe and it's one of those things where you got to be vocal about fixing your problems 
right? I feel like they don't address their problems. And the only problem I'm hearing is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And yeah, it is a big problem. But at the end of the day, there's more to it than just Solskjaer, right? There's different there's different aspects that come into it. Where I, That's where I also kind of blame Ed Woodward for as you're the higher up, you foresee everything, you know? And it's, it's one of those things where if you guys follow Manchester United, um, Paul Pogba's agent, Mino Rayola, recently came out and said, pretty much that yeah Pogba's time at Manchester United is over and you know I was looking at like the news like on Sky Sports all that kind of stuff and it's um Rio Ferdinand and Paul Scholes talking about two United legends and they're actually mad more at the club of Manchester United than they are at Mino Rayola mainly mainly because they think they didn't do a good job a good enough job of of talk of stopping Mino Rayola from saying these things this is the first time uh, Pogba's agent has spoken out, not even just about Pogba, just about different players already. So they knew that he, that this agent uh, has a tendency of doing things like this. But they were more so mad at at the club for not stopping or for not for letting that happen. And when something like that happens in your locker room, that's that's tough because it's one of your teammates. It's a it's a bigger name in your in your in your in your locker room that is now all of a sudden it's vocally known that he's not happy at the club and he wants to leave. Um, and this is where, again, I saw, I blame Solskjaer because it's one of those things where if you look at Paul Pogba on the French national team, he's world-class. He was a huge piece of them winning that World Cup in 2018. But when you look at Manchester United, it's, I don't, like, it's, it's not even the same guy. It doesn't even look at the same player. He, to me, defines what a lot of the players I mentioned United look like. And they just look like they don't want to be there. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where if you're playing for Manchester United, that's not just any regular club. I've said this like a billion times in this podcast, but it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. You have to wear that jersey with a certain amount of pride and a certain amount of of, of feeling and, and, and joy and passion. You know what I mean? And it's when you're with Paul Pogba, like I said, I'm a fan of him, but I really do. I want to see him gone. I want to see him out because he's way too good of a player to be sitting on the bench and there's he's not going to be able to accomplish anything more um, playing at Manchester United. I know he wanted to come back from Juventus, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff, but it hasn't, you know what I mean? It hasn't worked out at all, I think, in the way people thought it was going to do. I think Manchester United, like in recent years and now, obviously, still massively underachieve just based on what the team looks like at face value in terms of the players that are there, the potential, the history of the club, all that kind of stuff. And it's just nothing is working no more. So um, you want to look, you want to look at replacements for all they're going to Solskjaer. Mauricio Pochettino is still out of a job. You know, he's, he was obviously sacked from Tottenham. I think at the beginning of last season, right after pretty much bringing them to the Champions League final against uh, Liverpool. And Mauricio Pochettino is one of those ones where, he knows the landscape of the Premier League. He knows how to manage games because you have to play in the Premier League differently. Premier League, there's so many games in the Premier League where you have to build your squad differently in terms of in terms of depth and being able to comfortably rely on not just maybe your first, obviously your, your 11, but not being able to rely on just your first, say, 16 players. You need to rely on all 32 players or all however many players you have on your roster because there's so many games where you're going to have to rotate the squad. You know, Mauricio Pochettino is very well at, like, he, he knows very well the landscape already of the Premier League, so he will be comfortable in that. Um, speaking of Tottenham, by the way, Jose Mourinho is over there now, and it's, he's, he, I think they're almost top of the table, or like top two. 
I never thought I'd be able to say this, but Tottenham might actually win the league if they keep playing like that. <laughs> or really give give whoever a run for their money to win the league, like Liverpool, Manchester City, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of United, that to me would should be the first option. That's just my opinion, to, to be the first option to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, but yet, for whatever reason, I'm still seeing headlines about how Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still has backing from from their higher ups you know they still have faith in Solskjaer and I mean that's nice but it gets to the point that we got to be realistic with ourselves um loose like I said her before Lucien Favre got sacked for damn near the same record and they're higher up in the table Real Madrid are thinking of sacking Zidane and that's Zinedine Zidane that's a legend and he and it's like that's the guy that they that they three-peated with with Champions League trophies they're trying to sack they're, they're thinking about sacking him so why is there no talk about United sacking Solskjaer that's what I want to know United's one of the biggest clubs in the world, and they're not even acting like it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That was my little rant. That was, whoa, that was kind of weird. <laughs> but that's my rant for the podcast. Um, Manchester United, obviously. I highly doubt this is going to be the last time I talk about that. I'm probably going to be talking about them again within the next three episodes. <laughs> Who knows? It all depends on what goes on, but I don't. I don't know, man. Like I said, Ollie needs to go out. I don't I don't see too much changing unless that happens. But yeah, man, it is what it is. This has been episode three of the random podcast. It's been your boy Skyler Gonzalez. So I'm out. Boom.